day one and way one let's begin with our very first way that is acceptance as i said i will be addressing by each and every letter right from a to z from a i choose acceptance and when i say acceptance here i will not say that accept the person the way he or she is and accept the situation as it is to make your life bit easy or easy rather i am going to stress on making even with self first self acceptance is certainly the key to happiness before accepting others the way they are accepting the glorious mess we are inside and out outside helps us to override the glory and flurry of others we hustle we struggle we succeed we fail we rise and we shine we just move on but do we really move on with life while traveling in the strain of life we come across so many stations we live unexplored unraveled untraveled we try to discover we try to unfold so many hidden truths deepest desires unspoken words and in the end we just stress our mind our body the body which we reside in the mind which is the prime tool of our living so the first step towards making yourself and your circumstances acceptable to others is by beginning to accept your own truth one needs to accept and take responsibility to yourself in order to rise above all all the odds in the life <clears throat> self acceptance does not only stress on self understanding but also helps in self introspection of self which helps us understand our weaknesses and strengths you certainly cannot be anything and everything you want to be right but if you focus on what you are today it might help you to make the road to success a bit easier to travel and that's what we want for ourselves isn't it we put tremendous pressure on ourselves looking at others comparing others success metrics with ours we might not be capable of doing something today but trust me maybe tomorrow we might be in a much better state of mind and body to outperform others but if we keep cursing ourselves and belittling ourselves for things we could not do and goals we could not crack we will start missing out a part of us every time we do it and then a point will come when we will no longer be able to sustain anything in our life so what's the key here accept your present situation if you are fighting an illness accept it and be aware it is temporary you will recover and you will shine once again if you are unemployed take charge of your life stop not till you get the job of your dreams or create one for yourself trust me it is not that difficult as i am saying it might sound easy but it is easier than said many people say this but trust me when you take charge of your life you can make wonders to your life if you are single be trade heartbroken accept it it was just not meant to be and do not punish yourself do not curse yourself repeatedly thinking about it the more you punish yourself for the things happened in the past or for the things which are beyond your control the more you will go closer to depression anxiety and stressful emotions and as albert einstein has said once we accept our limits we go beyond them accept your presence accept what you have today as nobody can go back and undo what is done but we can certainly work on the present scenario for a better tomorrow for ourselves we human beings are masters of our thoughts and perceptions let us not make it harder for us take it easy take it little take it slow everybody has got its own pace 
accept your truth work on it don't forget to smile love yourself embrace yourself deal with self with a little bit of sensitivity and love and trust me no one else but you are the personal take care or the caretaker of your own self so take charge of your life my friends thank you so much for listening to me I'm here today with my second episode and my way to being yourself. How many times in your life you have been cursed for how you are, how you walk, how you talk, how you look, what you choose to wear or what you eat? I'm a very simple living person. You can call me a minimalist who focuses on broader aspects of life and stay away from anything and everything which brings nothing but negativity in your life. I have stopped paying heed to what others think. and how they react to my choices as in my last chapter or in my last week or very first week that is acceptance i talked about how accepting our own truth and identifying our inner strengths and weaknesses makes us a stronger version or a stronger person i will go ahead while i share how i accepted and i chose myself over any negative factors and elements around me or surrounding me choosing not to please people doesn't mean that we are choosing to be rude or being ignorant there are times and situation wherein you might feel like the victim of your own circumstances initially you let people invade in your space once they enter in your life they capture and conquer your territory and you start getting restless that is the point you exactly understand what went wrong I am a personally a very highly emotional and sensitive person who lets everyone in her life at least I used to be a while ago but as I moved on with my life and with my life lessons and I experienced a lot of bitterness around me not everyone who appears to be with you is actually with you not everyone who follows you on social media likes you or loves you there is a very thin line between for us to identify and to understand You cannot please everyone, right? You cannot churn yourself to suit everyone's need and demand all the time. But something you surely know is what you want for yourself. Right from right from uh, clothing to cooking, from working uh, to be a home wake homemaker, for being a engineer to be a photographer, it is entirely your own or your personal choice. When I started blogging, no one entertained the idea. I am a MBA in finance, and getting into blogging was totally unacceptable. Perhaps people used to make fun of my career choice and doubted my abilities to write and sustain even for a few months. Today it's been 2 years and I have penned over or you can say I have around 300 articles in my credits including poetries and have been writing regularly and doing pretty well with what all minimum efforts I put. When I started my own YouTube channel that was the time I faced the real heat, the hate, the negative vibes we call it. from the near ones i can't call them dear ones now not all my friends are my followers or my subscribers or my listeners hardly any relative or known people admire me or admire my efforts there exist hardly a few bunches of people who keep me going apart from this i experience episodic criticism criticism from many but what for just trying to make some space for myself or an identity for myself it used to bother me a lot 
it used to trap me in a negative zone but i realized that if i give in for the situation then i would give up on my whole idea of making my own identity which was way bigger than any negative comment or any word of criticism i have come across hence i stopped listening to them i started to cut loose all the source of toxic toxicity out of my life i kept limited contact with people and stick to the ones who bring out the best in me and trust me it really helped it really worked for me i'll share my favorite quote here quoted by swami vivekananda take up one idea make that one idea your life think of it dream of it live on that idea let the brain muscles nerves every part of your body be full of that idea and just leave every other idea alone trust me this is the way to success i swear by this quote of swami vivekananda and i read it again and again there is so much power in these words which puts an urge inside you to gear up and do something for yourself it sounds difficult but trust me it is not that difficult to implement once you decide once you take the ownership of your mental being you just need to take charge of your life help yourself when nobody else is helping you remember no one gives you the power you need to take it be you in always and be you always thank you for listening hello i am here with my episode 3 and my v3 can you guess what it could be starting with the letter c criticism the single nine lettered word is powerful enough to cause depression suicidal thoughts and isolation in people around the world this word has been the catalyst for why people have locked their desires passion and hobbies and are living their life by making huge efforts not to come under the public scanner the power of this word is shattering someone's self esteem is legendary over the time people have found new and innovative innovative ways to take this word into the mainstream and with the advent of social media it has been a cake walk for the cult followers of this demigod to unleash their wrath on the poor and hapless souls trust me when i say this if given a choice we can be critical about anything and everything around us isn't it but why do we really need it It is indeed very easy to criticize others and destroy them through your words but isn't there any way we can put forward our thoughts without maligning the person why can't criticism come in a polite and constructive way why does it always has to be uh, exclo- explosive destructive or earth shattering why can't people accept the fact that not everyone is the same and that people can't be perfect all the time Can you believe that a 3 inch of tongue is capable enough for tearing a person 6 feet high? I personally have problem with people who think they are perfect. Perfection is thrown around so casually by people who make it look like they bought it a kilogram of perfectionism from a grocery store right away. If someone is aiming aiming for perfection with a true heart then I will salute that person but it should not be at the cost of causing criticism to others and putting down others. Everyone who believes he or she is a perfect being needs to understand that even they started out as amateurs a little bit of attitude alteration might go long away right your attitude could be your passport to salvation 
and i feel by this we can start a moment and let's take a vow that we will never criticize others and if by any chance we are better than someone then let's help that person in being a better version why not everybody has got their space right your mind is your own copy a copyright which you, which no one can copy one can be analytic analytical but critical is not professional we are the privileged ones very few ones who can read and write and use words to our advantages so let us use for better things in life let's promise ourselves that the next time we use our knowledge it should be to lift others and not to pull them down there is immense talent in this world and they are just waiting for that one positive word from someone who will give them the confidence to come out of their isolation and create an impact on this world i want each one of you who are listening to me to make a promise with me to put yourself that you will never criticize anyone you come across because never you never know the battle that person is fighting within self the struggle the hustle he or she is going through so let us come together and not be the reason for someone to go back into hiding let's spread some love around let's stand together thank you so much for listening hello i am here with my episode 4 and my way 4 what could be the d word what could be the letter starting with the d yes depression depression is the word which we people who live in our society are quite ashamed of admitting what they are going through and they don't even pay any heed to it we live in a society where we must hide our inner self and wear a pleasing mask all the time portray a perfect picture of life filled with varied colors of perfect family successful career and relationship to live in the society is to survive all the hardships and yet manage to smile and the one who can do it effortlessly is the one who knows how to live isn't it how many times have you cried all the night and next morning you were back in the routine just like nothing happened how many times you had a suicidal tendency just before you attended a dinner date it is what goes inside a human mind a human body which everyone around fails to see the scars the impression of some incidents are so deep that the pain becomes inevitable and the person starts finding solace in the pain he starts searching for isolation where he can be himself depression has no face but depression is for real it is something which cannot be explained in words and felt or understood by everyone the emotional turmoil the feeling of disgust and frustration anxiety stress level an individual goes through is very hard for him to experience and accept for himself at the first place by the time the person understand what's wrong with him people around him makes this life more miserable by treating him in an inappropriate manner it could be the person you just saw laughing his heart out before you hear his tragic suicide So what does depression look like? How do depressed people look like? How do we know if somebody has suicidal thoughts? When asked these questions, many of us would probably imagine a crushed soul crying shell of a person hiding in a pillow. But 
or however people who struggle with such feelings of depression try their best to hide their feelings in their daily lives they just pretend normal but deep down inside they are screaming and yelling for help they look like any other person walking down the streets but if you try to hear between their words read between the lines they give you signal but you might find that people of emptiness residing inside them the feelings the emotions of emptiness emptiness residing inside him the mood swings are such that the person doesn't plan for suicide attempt it could just happen within a snap of time over the slightest trigger one is not even aware of in a moment a lady could be kissing or admiring her newborn baby at the other moment she might feel like committing suicide the fight is real the struggle is for real this is perhaps the biggest fight anyone could fight with self It is like me against myself one part wants to live but the other one takes a toll repeatedly so what causes depression depression is an extremely complex situation or a condition there could be so many reasons to feel depressed or no reason at all but it is but it is like you can say its complexities are such that person feels overwhelmed with sadness and loneliness for no reason known it could be due to some bad incident in the form of physical or emotional abuse even in childhood loss of dear ones or family history sometimes depression coexists with a major illness or maybe a triggered or you can say a side effect of any medical condition so what could we do how can we help someone we can certainly help our near and dear ones by being a part of their struggle it is time to speak up when you see an unusual behavior in the person sleeping disorder sudden mood mood shifts mood swings change in eating habits or any behavioral change you could be knowing or could be a matter of concern for that person don't try to fix that person i would say don't try to fix the person just be a good listener the simple act of talking to someone face to face might help someone suffering from those feelings you can try by listening and understanding even the tiniest signs we can save lives do not take everyone on their face values friends if you think that somebody is showing some signs of depression ask the hard questions before it's too late but have a very soft approach don't try to fix it just try to listen try to be there be present help them to open up and suggest them any medical help if needed take them to the doctor i believe the bravest thing anyone could do is to fight for his or her own life and live each day with full strength and determination even if the thoughts of suicide and negativity crops inside every now and then thank you so much for listening to me hello everyone i'm back with my chapter 5 way 5 that is ego ego the tiniest word but powerful enough to break down any relationship what ruined you i asked your ego my inner self replied to me ego is something instilled in everyone it is an individual sense of self esteem and self proclamation what makes one person with ego different from another is the level of egoism that person possesses philosophy says it's a conscious identity of self a self made decision it is made up of many beliefs a person has acquired in his whole life right from his childhood in the surroundings he lived and with the family member he was born and brought up with 
it becomes the part of the person's personality which separates him from the outside world it becomes his way of understanding and reacting to things the ego shield a person develops over a period defines his action and affects his relationship with his near and dear ones in the long run some people are easy going and they are taken for granted in most of the cases and some people are too difficult to deal because of their ego that continuous ego pampering becomes so smoldering after a point of time that one gives up on the whole idea of making things work making that relationship work initially it is quite difficult to gauge a person with an ego as it hides behind the opinions and slightest conversation but after certain emotional reaction and frequent episodes of arguments one can spot the noticeable reaction it leaves behind few common conditions of egoism are showing anger at anyone and everyone just to prove their point right we all come across this more often don't we the feeling of insecurity also gives rise to an individual's ego in certain situations some unexplained jealousy the need to impress people around with that dynamism that compulsion of making a everlasting impression some instilled limiting beliefs like you are the best you can never lose you are meant to be a winner etc etc which causes a long term and healthy egoism in an individual an ego shield makes a person so unapproachable that we think before speaking to them and we hesitate to open it is said that an overinflated ego can affect our relationships and our identity as perceived by other people research has shown that the ego can be held responsible for many negative human traits like criticizing and judging others acting manipulative being inflexible and rigid having severe mood swings possessing a constant need for praise and approval need to feel superior to everyone around feeling fearful anxious being uncooperative taking things too seriously taking offense easily constantly worrying over little little things feeling resentful towards others inability to live in the present moments feelings of hopelessness and despair and the need of power and control over others these are few very common traits a person with high egoism is held responsible for ego is a part of our personality trait and it cannot be eliminated obviously even a person knows the consequences of this attitude he continues to behave in the same manner because he is controlled by his behavior we could aim at controlling the behavior the response rather than destroying our inner peace once we learn that our egoism is coming in between our growth and relationships and also at the workplace or any place anywhere we need to suppress that negative demand of our ego to experience the true beauty of any relationship a person must get rid of his or her ego on the contrary if you allow your life to be based on the mental projection there is a chance of you going down to the path leading to depression and anxiety i see people doing well i appreciate them and i feel good or i feel jealous and i make a snide comment or snide remark because my ego doesn't allow me to praise them i had an argument i realize my part of the mistake i say sorry and i move on or i wait for the other person to come and say sorry because i cannot mend my ways i just cannot do that this is the ultimate relationship between you and your ego the real challenge is to become aware of what your personal ego looks like 
and take the full onus of the improvement which will only result in blossoming relationship positivity positive mindset and a peaceful mind thank you so much for listening everyone here i am with my chapter 6 and way 6 the 5s sort set in order shine standardize and sustain these are the 5s an improvement technique inspired by the japanese culture adopted by many organizations in order to make the workplace organized and smooth to operate adhering to the efficiency and safety as well now you might be thinking what this 5s has to do with the mental health or self help measures i am representing through this podcast series so i ask you a very basic a very simple question when organizations can adopt means and ways to obtain efficiency and effectiveness and productivity and also monitor it on regular basis then why do we as a human fail to take care of ourselves our mind and our body altogether why can't we adopt certain measures to help ourselves in this post i will share my five cents my five s with you all which has started imbibing in my daily life to make it little peaceful organized and healthy for a lot of people growth happens very painfully because the necessary preparation has not taken place most human beings have unfortunately allowed themselves to be molded entirely by the external situation says sadguru hence when we give our control to the external forces then we can never imagine where it can or where it will take us or how we will end up ourselves so we got to take charge and here is how first test self love self love is not selfish or being obsessed with self it simply means we choose ourselves over anything else which costs our mental peace if we want others to love us we shall love ourselves first it is a state of appreciation for oneself that supports our physical psychological and spiritual growth When we begin to love ourselves we begin to explore all our strengths and weaknesses and how do we start that first of all know what best works for you secondly whom should you stick with thirdly stop comparing yourself with anyone around us second s is self control resisting temptation is the key here my friends self control is nothing but your own ability to alter the responses in order to avoid certain consequences undesirable actions or behaviors which comes in your way no matter how small your goal is if you keep pushing it you will never achieve it you know you have diabetes and you need to control it you know you procrastinate and yet you complain but how do we do it first of all we, we should start meditating it connects to our inner soul meditate as it improves your intelligence emotional intelligence secondly if you have an idea just don't sit on it take immediate actions third set short term goals rather than post pressurizing yourself with unrealistic and higher goals third s is self awareness self awareness is like a mirror an approach to see yourself as it is without any biasness and take immediate action on right on time improve your self awareness by seeing in present being in present focusing on your breathing and your senses it helps your brain's ability to resist destructive impulses we become mindful of our capacities and abilities and act as per that and not how others want us to behave 
and how do we do that first of all first of all you need to try to listen to your body your body gives a signal and when it gets tired it tries to give you a message secondly talk to yourself do not indulge in mental arguments but just listen listen to your inner voice thirdly soak into your feelings vent out all your long held emotions it really helps fourth s self acceptance self acceptance the way one my episode one this just does not only stresses on self understanding but also helps in self introspection which helps us understand our weaknesses and strengths and find ways to make things work for us and how do we go about it first of all let go of the past past painful incidents which is not in our control secondly we should stop blaming and cursing ourselves for some wrong decisions we took thirdly celebrate every little success you achieve every every little success you achieve in order to pursue your dream last but not the least the fifth s is self discipline for all the things i have mentioned above let me tell you something you will perhaps read it or you might like it or you will you will find all this my idea complete bogus one but trust me you will forget about it because because that's what we do with our mind our body every time we read something good we like it we hear something good we like it we save it we we feel that we'll look into it after some time We want to practice it but we are either too busy or too lazy or just not disciplined enough to put things at work put things in order so if you really want to regain your willpower and have control over your daily habits start working now because now is all we have first of all we need to follow the kiss principle kiss k i s s keep it simple stupid a very effective managerial technique Reward yourself when you accomplish a task and get adequate sleep don't exert start fresh every day with gratitude at last i would say be kind to yourself allow yourself to make mistakes but learn from them love yourself give yourself little space take care of your body and listen to it you can challenge yourself to practice the tips given above for a week and you can find the difference for yourself thank you so much Hello everyone I hope you all are doing fine Today I am here with my 7th episode and in this 7th episode I'll be talking about something very very valuable I'll be talking about Bhagavad Gita and I'll be sharing few things which I have learned and applied in my life I'll be talking about Gita sar summary of Bhagavad Gita in my words as per my understanding as while I started reading the Bhagavad Gita to seek answers to my questions and test my beliefs i could not find any better self help measure than the holy script itself the epic bhagavad gita and its summary it is always great to go back to basic isn't it if we go by the definition then gita sar is a religious expert which narrates verses from the bhagavad gita that elaborates on yogic and vedantic philosophies with examples and analogies In short, it's a summary of the legendary Sanskrit scripture which is the part of the Hindu epic Mahabharata. Mahabharata is an epic legendary narrative of the Kurukshetra war and the fates of the Kauravas and the Pandava princes. It also contains philosophical and devotional discussion which is sworn by eminent personalities till date across the globe. 
who wants to live with tension pressure sorrow or grief although no one is spared from this as these elements have some essential part to play in our life gita gives us a unique perspective of life and it is not only to breathe but to live it there is a lot to learn and to understand from each verse and text it contains I have yet not finished reading Bhagavad Gita but whenever I am reading it I find myself in a very different zone statements like kyu vyakt chinta karte ho kisse darte ho why do you worry why why do you fear whom are you scared of we have been hearing since ages I still remember the time when on Sundays my whole family used to wait to watch the next episode of Mahabharata at 9 o'clock in the morning that was not the age for me to understand and you know absorb its relevance but today when we are surrounded by daily life battle and many challenges it start it, it somehow it started making sense to me the teaching the preaching shared by lord krishna as the chariot of arjuna at the battleground shows nothing but demonstrates the pure poise patience and perseverance Bhagavad Gita stands the test of time. It's not only restricted to the teaching of Lord Krishna to Arjuna for performing his duties, but there is a lot more to it. Perhaps many of us might think that they already understand the importance of performing their duties, but let us learn the Krishna way. So are you with me? Gita is the book of self-discovery. It contains the message of divine, centered living based upon the right knowledge, belief, devotion, self-surrender, detachment and dispassionate performance of tasks as opposed to the ego-centered living, which is characterized by the self-centered thinking, egoism, suffering out of non-attainment of desire. Gita doesn't ask us to detach from the world, but to detach from our limiting beliefs. In fact, physical or emotional detachment from the world is certainly impossible as we live in an interconnected world. It shows a path to free our emotions from jealousy, envy or desire to control others and things and for us to stay in harmony. It shows how by eliminating desires without abandoning the actions a person can free himself from the bondage caused by desire-driven actions. Such an approach not only liberates but it also reduces the anxiety and stress frustrations resulting in a peaceful and contented life it allows us to live our daily life effectively by managing our desires our choices and the consequences shows ways to deal with different situations difficult situations by managing our emotions it allows us to act outside our comfort zone and unleash our hidden purpose of life our purpose of very existence it is only by understanding the hidden self in us we would be able to discover the supreme self who exists in all of us and whom we all exist mahatma gandhi says that when doubt haunt me when disappointment stare me in the face and i see not one ray of hope on the horizon i turn to bhagavad gita and find a verse to comfort me and i immediately begin to smile during overwhelming sorrow those who meditate on gita will derive fresh joy and new meanings from it every day gita is meditation gita is life summary so read it to believe it thank you so much see you in the next episode very soon bye bye
Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing fine. I'm here with my 8th episode and I'll be talking about how to control your negative emotions. I've tried few things for myself and it had worked for me, so I just thought of sharing with you all. Hope you like it. Controlling our negative emotion is like sprinkling salt as per taste. No more, no less, and if we succeed in striking the right balance, it helps us to be in harmony with our outer and inner state just like a perfect recipe for our taste buds, isn't it? I'll begin by sharing the excerpt from the complete works of Swami Vekananda on controlling negative emotion here. Every vicious thing will rebound. Every thought of hatred which you may have thought in a cave even right in a cave even will one day come back to you with tremendous power in the form of misery. We might be the master of our own thought yet we are slaves of our emotions. If you project jealousy or hatred, it will rebound on us with compound interest and I think we all have witnessed this in our life. No power can avert such rebound. Once we put them in motion, we will bear the consequences of the same. If we make a note of our doings, then maybe we can retrain ourselves from repeating them again and again in the future. For example, if I hate someone, the hatred will come back to us someday, some or the other form, isn't it? Likewise, if I love someone, we might not receive the love from the same person, isn't it? This is very important. We usually want the love and affection from the same person. But in order to chase that love, we overlook many people on the way who are willing to love us unconditionally. And it came back, but we were not there to receive it, and now we feel that it's too late. It is normal to feel all kinds of emotions under various circumstances, but controlling our negative emotions are important for us. And we start by following these three simple practices. Even if it doesn't work for you, you have nothing to lose and it won't take anything from you. So here it is. Number one, change your focus. When we shift our focus on the positive aspects of our life, it begins to change, isn't it? Initially, it appears that uh, to be very difficult for focusing on what matters and what brings out the best in us is, is it really helps. You will always find people reminding you of your failures, criticizing you, cursing you for your choices in life. But what is done is done and we cannot just undo it. It will only lead to more resentment. Instead, why not focus on making a better tomorrow? Why not do things which sparks joy in you by living your present moment? Number two, change your thought process. If we have been receiving the same result every time, we want to do something good for ourselves, then maybe it's the time we alter our approach. Every situation and every experience in our life gives us either a good experience or a lesson to learn. Keep the lesson, learn from it and move on. It has helped me. Third, change your reaction or your response to a person or a certain situation. Don't be entrapped in your own mind. If you have something which is bothering you, figure it out. If you need help, yell, shout, but just not sit with it. Whenever you are alone and find yourself dwelling into the founts of past, alarm yourself to tap out. Say no to your mind. If you keep on going there again and again, you will start liking it there. And trust me, then it would be very difficult to return. It's not that we lose something when we retain ourselves from showing such emotions but we choose to store our energy for better things, for higher gains. Love more, live more with a happy and healthy mind. Thank you so much. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.
Hello everyone, I hope you all are doing fine. This is the ninth episode of the series and we will be talking about a beautiful word named compassion. One of the secrets of inner peace is the practice of compassion, said Dalai Lama. Sometimes the best action we can take to help relieve emotional suffering of another person is by being there with them, with all your attention on the person and their problems. You don't have to say anything. You just have to be there for them. What is compassion? A consideration or concern for others' emotion and suffering. To be kind and caring enough that a person can open his heart in front of you. And how can we adapt compassion in our life? Practice compassion when you see a girl who is overweight, crossing her marital age, living in depression, facing rejections and betrayal. She has got already so much to deal with and people around her makes it worse by making her realize her weaknesses, judging her, labeling her, making her feel miserable for asking those tough, evident questions, giving her unsolicited piece of advices. Practice compassion when you find a young boy who needs emotional support as he is weak from inside, but he is the stronger sex, he is a man. And if he admits or confesses to the world that he is weak, he is unable to face the world and is afraid of taking decisions. People will make fun of him. Naturally, people are bound to make fun that they are good at doing it, right? He will be made an object of mockery and he might end up in depression. We, human beings, always need a push most of the time. Not every person is self-motivated or determined. Not everyone is having a strong willpower. But hardly anyone cares to become a strength and bring the beauty out of the worst situation. There are certain human limitations. Not everyone is the same. We see the world based on our beliefs and try to impose others to see it the way we see it. But the fact is, we cannot understand the pain or suffering of others unless we get to the core of it or we go through it. Some time ago, I read somewhere that depression and anxiety are linked to a state of self-focus, a preoccupation with me, myself and I. When you do something for someone else, however, the state of self-focus shifts to a state of other-focus. If you recall a time you were feeling blue and suddenly a close friend or relative calls you for urgent help with a problem, you may remember that as your attention shifts to helping them, your mood, your mood lifts rather than feeling blue. You feel energized to help others. Before you know it, you may even have felt better and gained some perspective of your own and your own situation as well. So for true compassion, we will have to expand our understanding so we don't mistakenly create more pain or more suffering. Thank you so much. Let's meet in the next episode. Bye-bye. everyone i hope you all are doing fine the next episode episode number 13 is about mental arguments those little wirings which keeps on troubling us inside our little head so dealing with mental disturbances is the most vital form of mental illness and we will discuss about an internal demon we build inside our mind incessantly causing an unnecessary stress to us we know we are simply procrastinating or overthinking but somehow we find peace in that inner conflict someone says something to us and by chance if we are among those 
you dare to call a spade a spade is straightforward enough to give it back to the person then it's the survivor instinct but lest we forget we have a set of people who fail miserably answering back and standing for themselves and later on the guilt of not able to cope up with the mechanism becomes suffocating and makes one restless inside their mind and they start seeking closure through these never ending mental arguments you think of so many possibilities like i could have said so what if i did this why i should have said this why did she said so why did he do this if they said this and we create an everlasting conversation in our mind with that situation and person which results in never ending mental arguments where we try to please our conscious mind for something which has already happened a long time back or we create an illusion of something which might happen in future we think we overthink and we produce something which doesn't even exist and start living with it we replay our old conversation in our mind and stress our mind we become restless it results in anxiousness and anxiety we visualize about saying different things in the argument imagining how the other person might have responded or whether adopting different strategies would have worked for us to have some closure what mental arguments result in when we are in a state of argument with our family member spouse friend or anyone what are the feelings we go through anger frustration sadness fear guilt the same happens to us within us when we argue with our own mind and the result is somehow unknown to us once i had a great friend for whom i used to work but he is not much aware of the workings and left everything on me but for the improvisation i suggested few tips to him which he was not much convinced and though he was my friend and he didn't listen so i felt really bad one day because i am highly sensitive and emotional person and secondly i was putting all my energy in his work and giving the best results i could but i said nothing to him but since did I, i did not have any closure i couldn't stop thinking about it i thought like what went wrong what did i do i was just trying to help he misunderstood me what was my mistake then the counter question hit me hard for few days i even stopped writing for few days i was mentally so tired and exhausted and i felt bad one day he he was back he said he was in a bad mood and he just uh, threw out his anger on me but till that time i was too overwhelmed with this, these thoughts and i could not return to work with him so i politely declined his offer because that incident cost me my mental health without any reason and going back to it was not the choice i could make that time so this is a very small example we all go through such similar situations in our life so this is very small example compared to many many big incidents happening to people around which causes a ripple of disturbances in their mind so how do we overcome such mental arguments how do we fight it back feel your feelings accept them and reciprocate them sometimes the inner built up just increases with every passing incident and it doesn't get closure and we keep on thinking about it and people around us make it uh, like you know unnatural and something abnormal why are you feeling this you are overthinking you are overthinking no we need a closure so we need a closure we have to find our way meditate inhale and exhale let in and let go not it is easy to say but also easy to do keep it in your mind that when you adapt this in your life you will feel very light keep yourself occupied there is a lot we can do with 
help we can do to help ourselves remember an empty mind is a devil's workshop so we don't want to stay like that right i know by this point you will think it is not easy and the thoughts just don't leave you then how about you leaving the thoughts remember my eighth episode how to control your negative thoughts so we can come over it right so we can change the response we can shift our focus so i just hope the example have been helpful and to think someone in a different direction in accepting self loving self taking care of our inner self and showing some love and kindness to self because mental health matters thank you so much let's meet in the next episode bye bye everyone i hope you are doing fine so i'm back with my 11th episode and today we will be talking about that person who troubles you a lot maybe a narcissist in your life what is narcissism have you ever come across a self driven self obsessed person in your life have you ever been with a person who carries the i am the best attitude and someone who boasts his or her grandiosity all the time So let's discuss how to spot a narcissist in your life and how to deal with them. What is narcissism? Is it a personality disorder? Yes, you can say that. It is a personality disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of all self-importance, self-adulation, self-absorption and self-entitlement. In today's self-absorption and flaunt your best culture, the word narcissism gets tossed around very easily, describing someone who is full of themselves. but in psychological terms narcissism doesn't mean self love it's more accurate to say that people with narcissistic personality disorder are in love with an idealized image of themselves and they are in love with this inflated self image precisely because it allows them to avoid deep feelings of their insecurity but propping up their delusions of grandeur takes a lot of work and that's where the dysfunctional attitudes and behavior comes in and it start affecting the people living with them so how do we spot a narcissist in our life a narcissist could be one who thinks or who needs a constant attention and admiration for whatever he or she does who thinks they are better than anyone else who knows everything and are the most knowledgeable person on this planet right who dishes out or insults and condescends but flies off the handles at the slightest disagreements or pet criticism exploits others without guilt or shame and they have this high sense of entitlement so how do we deal with a narcissist a narcissist could be in in a form of our spouse mother-in-law father-in-law sister-in-law our boss or even a friend so just when you know you are dealing with one narcissist in your life you need to maintain a healthy healthy boundary draw that line do not take anything personally set your boundaries straight don't share much about your achievement and success with them it doesn't matter to them and you will feel very miserable when they make you feel bad or when they humiliate you be easy and calm while talking to them be patient and avoid arguments so i know it is hard we tend to take a lot of a lot of things personally but it is a personal trait of the person which can hardly be altered with ego and arguments so just to protect yourself and to prevent your sanity from the power plays and stress establish a healthy boundary 
look for friends look out for other friends and keep a healthy distance with them so it will eventually help you so try this and let me know how does it work so see you in the next episode bye bye Welcome back to the 12th episode of my series and in this episode I'll be talking about the biggest element in our life that is fear and how do we overcome it. Can we begin by asking few questions to ourselves? What is fear? What are you scared of? What stops you and most importantly, what holds you back? Have you ever tried asking these questions to yourself? And if not, then I would insist that please do it now. I'll try to make you aware of your own self. I'll request you to take a deep check inside you and ask these questions to yourself. Write down on a piece of paper, make it, make it, you know, make even with it, and then simply tear it apart or flush it. Let go of all the fears and know your willpower is stronger than anything else in this world. The only way to do what you dream is by allowing yourself to come out of your comfort zone. and by acknowledging each and every fear and taking all the effort to make things even for us we all have some fear instilled deep within us isn't it it could be a stage fear fear of getting defeated fear of rejection fear of not being accepted fear of losing job losing a relationship etc etc and to avoid the fear we avoid getting into those situations we hesitate to ask questions we hesitate to believe in our own ideas isn't it So over the period of time I have learned that the best way to overcome your fear is to face it. To just have an encounter with it and finish it off for once. Unless you are willing to face your fears, you probably won't be able to transcend them. Identify your fears, what is causing a barrier in your growth or maybe something which becomes a reason every time for you to not do something, right? You actually want to do but because of uh, you lack that courage fail to do it so become an observer of your inner space feel that fear and observe the whole thought process and as you get a hold of your thought you will realize that you and only you have the power to shoo away all the fears of your life trust me on this if you still feel miserable as you cannot get over your fear then please please watch minibar masari's video i'm sure many of you might have heard about her or come across her videos earlier It's an old video, but watch it again, and this time with a different perspective, a different mindset. She fought a tough battle in her life, but came out of it with such a grace and gratitude. It is worth a watch, and I'm sure you'll derive a lot of inspiration while watching it. I could not take my eyes off even for a moment. Manwa Mazari is a Pakistani artist, activist, motivational speaker. If you don't know about her, I'm just giving a brief and television host. She uses a wheelchair due to the injuries sustained in a car accident at the age of 21, which makes her Pakistan's first wheelchair-bound model. Right, so such an inspiring and real-life story she has, and these are the living proof that fear, in which we live, is all created by us and is initiated by the outside world, external factors, of course, and we carry those beliefs with us throughout our life. without even giving a single thought of giving a try to overcome it and see the positive effects and change our perspectives a single step a slight change in thinking can change our entire life and we can turn our weakness into strengths and we can see our scars turning into the mark of beautiful experiences life has given us 
Despite your fears, overcome your fears, journey of thousand miles could be completed only when you are ready to take the first step. So take that step now and turn inward. Thank you so much for listening to me. See you in the next episode. Goodbye. everyone i hope you all are doing fine so today we are here on the 13th episode of my podcast and we will be discussing a very important topic we will try to reduce the baggage we carry on our shoulders and adopting this practice could be our passport to salvation so i hope you all are with me in this so before i begin let us do some mental exercise with this episode let us together inhale all the possibilities and positivities fill our lungs with the enormous potential of a healthy life and let us exhale all the toxicity and negativities of our life by slowly releasing all the pain all the stress suffering and disturbances around us and all the things which we have been holding on within ourselves for years throughout our life we carry a lot of baggage with ourselves isn't it that would unnecessary we know that but still we can't help it the baggage of expectation the baggage of grudges the baggage of our anger the baggage of lots of emotions only wanting to drop it at the very end of our journey the solution lies in not having conflicts but in resolving them as soon as one can how long it's too long and what is the dead end who knows that right so why not resolve all the conflicts within before we head towards our destination take a quick action on what truly matters what is important for you we spend more time thinking and thus create more negativities around us a lot of people know what is needed to be done at the moment but don't do anything about it while you are caught up in what you think you cannot escape out of it isn't it in relationships if you have some bad incidents you start to distance yourself from those once you have truly loved or appreciated a certain mismatch of ideologies are bound to happen in any relationship but we just stop communicating and we start thinking that we no longer cherish the company of that person but the fact is we do not agree with a particular dominant thought of that person which could just be ignored in a positive manner but we choose to move away i know this is two sided affair but there are relationships and there are humans with with whom we want to stay in touch so we can try to practice this thing with them right letting go of grudges helps you sleep better holding on to resentment causes stress this is a proven fact and the problem lies in the thought process of the person and not with the person if you sit relax and think mindfully you will observe this that the problem lies in the thought process of the person and not with the person this understanding helps you to unburden the bitterness you carry for someone once you cherished a lot right why do we have to wait for that last moment and this when the thought still keeps on knocking our subconscious mind every now and then pointing that things would have been different if i would have handled the given situation in a certain manner why not take a call right now so many ifs pass by is how when just for a silly reason which might get worked out if we speak at once speak out once isn't it so before life gives up on us take that call burden yourself unburden yourself Reduce the baggage one by one. Finally, your call and your final call, and live as a free soul. Take care. Thank you so much.
everyone i hope you are doing fine so this is the 14th episode of my podcast where we are going to speak about the society stigma and stereotypes so you can say that i have been stressing over various elements which leads to stress and how we can try to overcome them so today i am going to share something very personal holding a deep sentimental value value for me because i know somebody is listening to me today even if it's a one person i don't have any problem <laughs> So I presume the most societal problem we all face and come across to stigmatize and stereotypical attitude of the society we penetrate in color shaming and body shaming it is uh, no less than our leading cause of depression frustration and anxiety in people today yesterday and maybe in the future resulting in lower self esteem inferiority complex isolation and zero confidence so who is responsible for this you me or maybe the whole society we knowingly and unknowingly right from the childhood use such terms with our kids and family members you will eat less you will become skinny if you will eat, eat more you will become fat so if you will go out and travel in sun you will be tanned so we don't even aim at anything but it has become a casual way of talking since ages and we are carrying forward it passing on the grand legacy generation to generation so what has been my personal experience being a dark skinned female I always experienced this uh, dark color paradox bothering me from my teenage to marriageable age. After that, that I gave a bad shit about it. Girls with fair complexion were beautiful by default, and dark tone go dark tone girls were like me had to always face this color discrimination, stigma, and cover up my family. And to cover up my family, you know, and uh, friends used to say that although you are dark in skin, but you have got sharp feature, you have got nice hair, and you are so beautiful. But even my dark-skinned classmates also used to tease me, ridicule my color of my skin. One of them also used to call me blacky. I had pretended that I didn't hear him and walked away all the time. But it it used to you know, break my heart every time he said so. The most amusing part was that if a boy is dark in color, he is addressed as dark and handsome. But for a girl, again, it's a rule and you know it's different. Unfortunately, this diversity in skin color has created a hierarchy of beauty. A hierarchy that tells you that light-skinned people are epitome of beauty. <laughs> Isn't it? The light-skinned color people are epitome of beauty, while the dark-skinned people fall at the bottom. Why only fair is lovely? I kept wondering. I was unaware of this until I was in my seventh grade when I found out that my dark skin could put me in a tough spot and stunt my self-esteem. In the tenth grade, when I was attending a relative's marriage, my grandmom said that why do you wear light colors? You look more darker in light color clothes. You know? Again, I had nothing to say. So I hated wearing white, black. I hated taking pictures in a room that wasn't well lit because I knew that <laughs> while the faces of all my fairest and relatives and friends would show up in the picture, mine would not. But then came the era. where uh, finally dark was in the term dusky beauty was evolved and it gave the due recognition and consideration to people like us our skin tone was recognized finally voila thanks to all the dark skin supermodel and actresses but by this time i had realized one thing that even if it doesn't matter to you personally the people around you will never let you take it easy they make a point to make a big deal about it and people in india have got this unfair obsession with the lighter skin as it is in our hands to you know choose the color shades of our choice so i have this message for those people that you are a problem with my why these lendios if you are a problem with my skin tone then blend yours if you got a problem with my 
it has been years. I ended with my crutches with my selfie the 10 years. Thank you.
big charge of your life and have a very very happy life thank you Hi everyone I hope you all are doing fine so this is the 16th episode of my podcast my mental health awareness series and today we'll be talking about something which we all should which we all should practice right that is being grateful value what we have and if i start on a dramatic note then i would say that uh, in our life and we complain that we are so busy so so stressful we are so preoccupied we don't we just cannot uh, we don't have time to breathe so how can we pause and reflect on little happiness and little things of life and on the contrary i would say that's where the problem starts when we stop reciprocating stop uh, you know showing respect and valuing things which we have in abundance and for free especially things which are available for free like we are breathing at the moment the primary source of our survival how many of us consciously breathe in and breathe out i guess none we do not even pay attention to our the rhythm of flow or the flow of our breaths because it's happens it is happening continuously without any effort right likewise there are so many things which we should value in our lives and be grateful for their mere presence in our lives as you never know what time will bring us and the things we have with us in the present will become just a thing of a memory our primary focus is mainly on materialistic things which brings us momentary pleasures but nurturing and strengthening what we already have gives us a beautiful life and the harsh reality of our life is that we know only you know you know only what you have until it's there and until it's gone so what should we value a mother's unconditional love for her child a father's hard earned money and his life which he completely surrenders for his family or those innumerable and illogical questions your kids ask you as soon as they start reaching the answers searching the answers on mr google a husband who is faithful and caring a wife who is loving and she is always there for you your sound mind your healthy body the food you get to eat daily and how should we do it how do we do that right by stop comparing our life with others by expressing gratitude for what we have because gratitude changes everything we appreciate little things of life we reciprocate more and we feel so grateful for every little things that we have in our life so enjoy every little moment with your friends and family members what counts in the end is the wonderful moments you shared with your family beloved ones and friends enjoy and pay attention to these beautiful moments even if they have become totally ordinary to you and learn to appreciate the value of these moments when you arise in the morning give thanks for the morning light for your life and strength give thanks for your food and the joy of living if you see no reason for giving thanks the fault lies within yourself so you have to search pause and reflect you'll surely find something thank you so much Hey guys how are you doing so this is the 16th episode of my podcast and today we are going to talk about what holds us back what holds you back if you feel miserable about yourself then maybe it's the time you change the way you think about yourself i believe each and every individual breathing in this universe wants to attain his or her his or her own sanctum sanctorum at some or the other point of time isn't it no matter how mountain high difficulties seem to be that urge to take a plunge in the ocean of dreams and pick up the best ones yourself keeps burning deep inside then what makes one different from another one how one outperforms others what holds one back what holds you back 
Is that the fear of the unknown or have you ever asked these questions to yourself yet? If not, then please do it right away. Instead of comparing our success with others' success, instead of comparing our chapter 2 with someone else's chapter 4, instead of criticizing someone else, instead of blaming others for our present situation, I think we should take time to ask these simple questions to ourselves. That why are we not doing anything for ourselves? What is holding us back and how do we overcome it? Let me just help you. First of all, we need to identify and acknowledge our fears. Write it down. Read it loud. Feel that fear. Let it go down to your spine and get familiar with that fear. Ask yourself how worse it can be if I decide to face this fear. Once you are friends with your fear, start working on it. Be present. Be in the moment. Take one step at a time, one day at a time. Do not rush. Do not stress or pressurize yourself. Keep a record of your actions. Monitor them. Be open to learning new things. After all, we all are work in progress only until we stop being raw. I'm still a work in progress and I can proudly call myself a, you know, a YouTuber in progress, a blogger in progress, a podcaster in progress. Because the day when you cease to learn, the day when you, we think that we have become perfect in something, we cease to grow. So, you know, if you ask me how did I overcome my fear of writing, I would say that I loved writing, right? And from my school days, I used to write. It was all good till I was writing in college or school in my personal diary. But then I learned about blogging and I started writing. I got, got addictive to my blog and it became my passion. You know, and also became a cause of fear for me because I gradually when I started writing more, people started expecting more. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to write, I wanted to express. I started writing daily and I started facing all my fears of writing one by one. My major fear was my grammar and my vocabulary. I'm a very moderate English speaker and writer and I always fear of writing something wrong. I sometimes asked my friends and my you know, relatives, friends, husband to cross check my writings for me but after writing 50 articles I gained that confidence. After getting a few comments on my blog I gained more confidence. And today, when I have written over 600 articles and I own two blogs, a YouTube channel and a podcast, I think all my fears are gone by, bygones. So, through writing, I have learned new words, met new people, understood a different perspective. I'm still learning, trying to improve my vocabulary, trying to write more creatively and effectively and find new ways to be creative. But now nothing holds me back, for sure. Thank you. Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing fine. So today we are on our 18th episode of my podcast, The Mental Health Awareness Series. And today we are going to discuss that how we are our only limit. Yes, I know, I know that you know this and perhaps time not to be the hurdle in your road to success. To travel the unknown roads, to win your unknown fears and to love yourself before that all. But still, sometimes, something stops us. And every now and then in my previous chat, previous episodes also I have mentioned that how feelings of fear and not attempting something we wanted to do by some unpredictable life events lead us to a place we never wanted to be and find our condition to be so miserable and when we compare it to the others it becomes it looks more worse because we are conditioned to condition to doubt to question our own abilities and hence we do not explore our capacities and capabilities well, in the end, it's all about how many how many steps we take to reach towards our goals and 
to make things work for ourselves and what else could be the best example then i started writing and i opted for a month's challenge where i had to write daily i overcame my writer's block i never well honestly speaking i never thought there there is something called as writer's block but uh, i couldn't write daily i used to write when i wanted to but when i took that one month challenge of writing daily i could write daily and then that's when i realized that i was on my only limit i was my only block there's nothing called as writer's block so it was my experience entering into any writing challenge and it was really very much scary because obviously when i started writing and i was afraid that maybe i will leave in between maybe i won't be able to finish what i started it will look bad but as as i started writing with this challenge i you know i i wrote i was around 300 readers and readers increased every day and the perceptions increase and also my fear of being criticized increase because when you write something everybody will read it from their perspective you might be liked you might not be liked you might be criticized but if only i would have chosen not to attempt this attempt i would have always remained in my comfort zone and i would have never been able to know what am i cap- capable of right so i chose to answer that question paper i took it in my stride and to my amazement i got a lot of positive feedback and a lot of encouragement and beautiful words from all the readers around the country and it made me believe in myself and write more productively so i broke my limit and i reached one step closer to my goals and so i would say that this was my latest encounter of uh, breaking belief and conquering it but sometimes it could be our parents siblings life partner friends and society or something else which stops us to move ahead and i feel if you dare to dream then nobody can stop you to fulfill it if you wish to achieve something then nothing can come in your way but only if you decide to accomplish it with a tough determination you are your only limit thank you Hi everyone I hope you all are doing fine and this is the 19th episode of my podcast where I'll be talking about why we should talk about mental health It's good that conversations are happening and people are finally talking about mental health but why should we really talk about mental health as when it comes to talking about any form of mental illness in our society it simply leads to those raising eyebrows and whispers surrounding one of the most tabooistic reality we coexist with depression has no face but depression is for real i repeat depression has no face but depression is for real the struggle is real and even doing mundane tasks like getting out of bed and having a bath becomes like a cumbersome task for an individual depression is not sadness like it appears to be for many it is synonymous with being lazy or laid back sadness could last for a while for a day but the feeling of depression could last a little longer maybe months or years you just have to take care you just have to notice it depression differs with a different person it is hard to believe that a person is even struggling hard to get up from the bed every morning no not because he's being lazy but because it's uh, you know it traps him inside his mind he's struggling and hustling every day and trying to fight his inner demons every day he gets up he shows up to work he does his every day tasks so he looks normal but inside he's dying he's crying for help depression is not a choice we make but a daily deal we try to crack with ourselves to come out of it 
a person posting amazing selfies and photographs on social media might go through depression and anxiety because we are all are perfect at hiding our scars we wear a mask when we are in public and especially if we are dealing with a mental illness we just try to hide it mental illness is just like any other illness but just because of the lowest level of acceptance and non inclusion for mental health issues and the ignorance it gets people fear opening up people fear getting labeled they fear getting judged like uh, they are labeled as crazy insane crackpots these feelings of disgust emptiness and a deep hollowness are beyond anyone's imagination and definition a person going through a panic attack anxiety attack might be the one whom you met a few hours ago and was sounding so joyful but within a few hours the very same person might appear to be all jittery because of a panic attack it is very crucial situation it kills one slowly mental health needs attention on priority it is high time we speak about it we have been into hiding and have been suppressing how we feel and why we feel so the feelings need to have a valid justification or explanation sometimes it is just a naive feeling without any reason which affects us badly internally and externally which needs proper attention as a mental health awareness blogger i insist people to open up and seek help rather yell for help if you find someone going through this phase in life be there for them but do not give them false hopes and be an active listener just try to understand if necessary signpost the individual to seek medical help signs of depression vary from person to person but there are some common signs and symptoms that we can obviously understand we can save a tragedy if we try to be less ignorant and more empathetic isn't it so here are a few signs which we which can help you first of all change in behavior secondly avoiding social contacts when a person goes into isolation there would be a change in appetite maybe the person will start eating a lot or maybe there would be a loss of appetite some disturbed sleep patterns loss of interest in routine work low energy unnecessary anger and frustration irritation unable to concentrate increase in physical stress and isolation is like when a person completely shut himself down he maintains no contact with anybody he feels that no one is going to understand him so what we can do we can just be there be aware we might save a tragedy or even try to help ourselves because as per who that is world health organization 330 million people worldwide are suffering from some or the other form of mental illness and due to this coronavirus pandemic this global novel coronavirus pandemic it has increased to 20% it is also reported that one out of every four people we meet is too much stressed or depressed depression is left untreated can become a serious health condition so please take care please take care much love and much gratitude thank you Hi everyone, welcome to the 20th episode of my podcast and today I'm going to talk about my favorite topic that is mindfulness, mindfulness for mental well-being. It can be easy easy to rush through life without stopping to notice much. Paying more attention to the present moment, to your own thoughts and feelings and to the world around you can definitely improve your mental well-being. Some people call this practice as mindfulness and together we can take steps to develop it in our own life. Professor Mark Williams, former director of the Oxford Mindfulness Center, says that mindfulness means knowing directly what is going on inside and outside ourselves moment by moment. 
It is easy to stop noticing the world around us. It is also easy to lose touch with the way our bodies are feeling and to end up living in our heads, caught up in our thoughts without stopping to notice how those thoughts are driving our emotions and behavior. An important point of mindfulness is reconnecting with our bodies and sensations they experience. This means waking up to the sights, sounds, smells and taste of the present moment. That might be something as simple as feel of a banister as we walk upstairs. Another important point of mindfulness is the awareness of our thoughts and feelings as they happen from moment to moment. It's all about allowing ourselves to see the present moment clearly. When we do that, it can positively change the way we see ourselves and our lives. So how mindfulness can help for our mental well-being? Becoming more aware of the present moment can help us enjoy the world around us more and understand ourselves better. When we become more aware of the present moment, we begin to experience afresh things that we have been taking for granted. Mindfulness also allows us to become more aware of the stream of thoughts and feelings that we experience. So this let us stand back from our thoughts and start to see their patterns and gradually we can train ourselves to notice when our thoughts are taking over and realize that thoughts are simply mental events. They do not have to control us. Most of us have issues that we find hard to let go and mindfulness can help us deal with them more productively. We can ask, is trying to solve this by brooding about it helpful or am I just getting caught up in my thoughts? Awareness of this kind also helps us notice signs of stress or anxiety earlier and helps us to deal with at the earlier stage. So how can we be more mindful and how can we it, it help us to balance our mental state? By reminding ourselves to take notice of our thoughts, feelings, staying in the moment, going with the flow and recognizing our body sensations and the world around us is the first step towards mindfulness. So we can start by noticing the everyday as we go about our daily lives. We can notice the sensations of things, the food we eat, the air we breathe and the way we go about our day. Be it regular, it can be helpful to pick a regular time, structuring your day, going for a morning walk or going for a small walk at the lunch time and be aware of the sensation which is created around us. We should always try something new such as uh, sitting in different seat and meeting or going somewhere new for lunch, which will also help us notice the world in a new way, in a different way. We should always keep a tab on our thoughts, like watching our thoughts. Some people find it very difficult to practice mindfulness because as soon as they stop what they are doing, a lot of thoughts enter them and worries crowd it. But it might be useful to remember that mindfulness isn't about making these thoughts go away, but rather about seeing them as a mental event and label them. Imagine standing at a bus station and seeing those buses coming and going without having to get on them and be taken away. This can be very hard at first, but the gentle persistence, it is possible. Some people find that it is easier to cope up with an over-busy mind if they are doing gentle yoga or walking. So, name thoughts and feelings. What are all thoughts and feelings you are you are having you are receiving in your mind you can develop an awareness of those thoughts and feelings free yourself from the past and future you can practice mindfulness anywhere but it can be especially helpful to take mindfulness approach if you realize that for several minutes you have been trapped in reliving past problems or your pre-living future worries future worries so 
there are different mindfulness practices as well as practices mindfulness in our daily life can be very helpful if you set aside some time but and mindfulness meditation involves sitting silently it's like doing a regular meditation with your own thoughts own sound own sensations going with the flow of your breaths just being in the moment so this is a very simple and very easy practice one can follow any time and i could give you you know basic five tips which will help you to take this step like first you need to connect connect with people around you your family and spend time developing these relationship nurturing them mindfully being active being active with yourself going for a walk cycling indulging into some physical activity keep learning as learning keeps your brain at work and it gives you a sense of achievement and new confidence when you learn something new isn't it then uh, you should always give to others even the smallest act can count whether it's a smile a thank you a few words of kindness it's all good to go right and in the end be mindful not mindful be aware of the present moment including your thoughts and feelings your body and world around you some people call this awareness mindfulness it can positively change the way you feel about life and how you approach the challenges so just be present be aware and be mindful and that's the way you go about life thank you so much hello everyone namaste i hope you all are doing fine and staying safe amid this covid 19 It is so fascinating to see how we have adapted to our new normal in no time. Remember how shocked and appalled we all were when we had discovered COVID-19 entering our lives. It had a huge calling for survival and how it urged me and of course you all in finding different ways and different coping mechanisms to stay sane and improve your mental health, isn't it? But the best part was that people started talking about mental health and they realized that mental health is as important as physical health. So in this short episode I'm going to share some very simple basic ways which can help you to improve your mental health you can take it as a reminder and apply to you know have a quick fix on your mental health I'm glad that uh, we could uh, manage to adapt to a new normal and of course sometimes it sucks like that old ripe banana lying on my dining table right now and the new normal variations are again different for different people depending on the n number of factors but somehow we are still holding on and i guess that's enough in the given situation like i'm going to make a banana shake out of it once i'm done recording this audio so at the beginning this whole pandemic madness i thought that i'll save the world with little kindness and helpful hacks so i instantly came up with a 21 day meditation challenge at my blog and i am happy that i was able to complete it it gave me a little you know content and satisfaction that at least i was able to spread some positivity but for many people you know things are different so what we can do so we can begin with digital detox digital fasting through digital detox we you know you can try to regain your lost inner space i mean don't you feel lost traveling from instagram to facebook facebook to twitter twitter to linkedin or snapchat or maybe tinder then returning back to check what your aunt commented on your niece photo too tiring isn't it but when you decide to minimize the exposure to limited content you will feel less exhausted you may not write or post frequently but most but you know most of, ha- of us have this habit of scrolling down social media feed like facebook instagram and we realize all this information overload has already consumed your one hour which you could have used to do something very constructive or productive engaging in never ending notifications and pop ups on our screens is a guaranteed way to keep our brains continuously stimulated and distracted 
Do not use the phone first thing in your morning. Keep it aside and begin your day. Also, try not to use your phone before you go to sleep. Remember, you have to create your calm and cozy environment atmosphere before you go to sleep and not an active one. Second reminder, declutter your social media accounts and contacts. Yes, very important. Social media is my workplace, so I have to use it often to promote my work, to stay connected with my friends and readers. But occasionally, I have come across some people who act insensitively and leave their insecurities and their anxieties in my feed. Social media successfully manages to portray the best of a person, but in reality, sometimes it sucks. You never know how that person is. It could also lead to issues with self-esteem in comparison. Take some time to segregate what and who makes you feel good and what and who makes you feel bad and simply cut it out. Just cut it out. If you don't need to be you know, seeing them, don't. Do not go behind the numbers, please. The third reminder. Now, when you are on the spree of spring cleaning your social media accounts and keeping the ones who spark joy in your life and your social media feed, do not worry about the followers, please. This is all circus and we all fall prey to it. If you are an influencer, blogger, digital creator, all you have to do is work hard and eventually people will come around and stick to you. But people will also leave, they will unfollow, they will even block you. So, will you stop working or will you get up, give up, back through your work? You are important, your mental health is important, make it your priority and everything else will fall on place eventually. Fourth reminder, do not doubt yourselves. There would be times when you will deeply, you know, will be deeply, deeply affected and lose faith in everything around you. And the most amusing part of the human race is that, you know, the brain works in certain manner that instead of bucking up and giving it back to the doubt giver, it starts to doubt his own master. Yes, you. You doubt yourself and you start criticizing, self-loathing, resulting in further damage of your sanity and confidence levels goes into a minus. Start being kind to yourself first. Allow yourself to make some mistakes. Allow yourself to speak loudly, raise your voice, but yet maintain dignity and pride. Allow yourself to cry and complain, but the next day do something about it. Remember, no one can take what is yours and no one can give you what already belongs to you. Fifth reminder, take one day at a time. I love this practice. It is a very simple and beautiful practice and it is one of the best ways to improve your mental health. I take one goal at a time, one dream at a time, one day at a time and even one month at a time. Besides being a mental health promoter, I am a mother too. I have a family. I have my own duties and priorities and I try to strike optimum balance everywhere. But I also make sure I take enough rest. I get enough space to learn new things to write about. I take enough breaks. I take out time to upgrade myself and invest in things that will help me develop myself even better. Recently, I published my Hindi poetry book which was long due and for that I posted few few blogs but I don't follow the rat race just to prove myself. We all get one life and aspire to do so many things. So just take one dream one day at a time and do full justice to it. Enjoy the flavor of the process and success and you can thank me later. <laughs> Last and the sixth reminder. Learn something new every freaking day. You know. There is no age to stop learning. Learning is a never, never ending journey if you are ready to receive more. The world has abundant knowledge to provide. You can pick up yoga or meditation to fill your phone free hour in the morning. You can pick up a self-improvement book. You can journal, go for a long walk while listening to a helpful podcast, start journaling, get into gardening. You can learn new skills by enrolling to an online course. There is a lot to do. You just have to find one and pick it up. When you decide to take time for little things in your life, you will enable yourself to do things 
you never thought you had time for before. I honestly don't like much people tell me that they don't give get time because no one gets time. We have to take out time and we have to snatch it for ourselves. So to conclude, I would say that there is always something you can do to nourish your own mental health. You can begin with stop taking it for granted at first and start with these simple ways to improve your mental health. Take some deep breaths and appreciate the nature around you. Your mind will thank you. Stay safe. Rise up. Love and light. Priyanka. Bye-bye.